And this is a Rashi Sikha. And um, see, the Rebbe brings out, you know, that uh, in Avodah Hashem, in the service of Hashem, sometimes we get very caught up that uh, in what we're doing and in our Gashmi's things that we're involved in. And the Torah tells us right in the beginning, Sheishonim Yavoid, that, you know, while six years you work, but in the seventh year you have to go out free. So you have to remember that uh, only to a certain extent should one be involved and remember that there's a time to, to go out free and uh, not to um, um, stay um, so occupied in the service. But anyways, first is a Rashi Sikh over here. Um, the, um, you know, the Pasuk, it talks about when a person sells himself, you know, like a, uh, a Hebrew slave, a uh, Jewish slave, an Evadivri. And so the Torah says he works for six years. And then it says in the seventh year, he goes out free. Now, while he's an Evid, <coughs> while he serves his master, um, his master can give him a wife, a shifcha, that's a maidservant. And if they have children, those children remain avodim. They belong to the master. So they're his children. I mean, the, the slaves, uh, they're the slave's children, but the slave doesn't get to keep them. They belong to the master. So sometimes the Pesach says, after the six years are up, and it's time for him to go free, so he goes and he says, no, I love my master, I love my wife, I love my children, I don't want to go out free. So the Pesach says, Viratza adoinov es oznei bamarzeya. His master shall bore, drill, his ear with a drill, pierce the lobe of his ear. Now, it says oznoi, his ear, meaning one ear, not both ears, one ear. Question is, which ear do you make the uh, rotza? Which, which ear do you bore? So, Rashi, so Rashi explains, Hayimonis, it's the right ear. Which ear do you bore? You bore the right ear. Rashi says, oh, how do we know the right ear? Oh, maybe it's the left ear. So Talmud Loimar, that's what the Pesach says, We have a Gzeir Shava, which means we have the similar word, Oizen, written elsewhere. And in the other place, it means the right ear, so here it means the right ear too. But here it says, the master shall bore his ear. And by Metzoyer it says, Tnuch. The tenuch of his right ear. Just like there is the right one over here, too is the right one. So basically, Zechariah teaches us the right one. So, what is Rashi coming to tell, tell us over here? Rashi is coming to explain which oizna, that's what it means, which ear. Uh, the Torah doesn't say the right, the left. So, Rashi is saying it means the right ear. But 
why would Rashi say, oh, but maybe it is the left ear? So it almost seems like Rashi thinks that it should be the left ear. And he's asking, maybe it means the left ear. No, no, it doesn't mean the left ear because we have Xero Shove of uh, But why, why does Rashi think the Rebbe is asking that it should be the uh, left ear rather than the right ear? Okay, that's the first question. Number two, base, see base. Rashi continues. Rashi says, why was it fit for the ear to be the one drilled rather than any other limbs of the body? Why the ear? So Rashi answers, Rabbi Yechna ben Zakai. Rabbi Yechna ben Zakai says, This ear that heard on Mount Sinai, don't steal. And he went and he stole. Tirotza, then it should be born. There's two possible ways a slave can be sold, a Jewish slave. A Jewish person who goes and steals from someone else, he goes and steals from somebody else, doesn't have money to pay. So what does Beisden do? So Beisden sells him. Sell him to the person or to another person. And he has to pay off, work off for the time that he stole. He has to pay through working. So that's the... Um, that's one way you become an Ebedibri. So another Ebedibri you become is when... Um, another Ebedibri you become when you sell yourself. You don't have any money, you're poor. And you need money, so you sell yourself. So Rashi gives the first reason Rashi gives when Bezdin sold you. So Bezdin sold you. Why did Bezdin sell you? Because you went and stole, because you don't have money to pay. So therefore, your ear heard on Har Sinai shall not steal. And then you went and you stole, then you get bored. But if it's a case where he sold himself, he didn't steal anything, he just sold himself for a slave. Why should his ear be drilled then? We have a reason for when he steals, the basin sells him. But what about if he sells himself? So Rashi says also, an ear that heard on Mount Sinai, that the Bnei Yisrael are my servants. He went and he purchased himself a master. Tirotza, we're going to have it drilled. So in both cases, he's being punished because he heard something in the Har Sinai. Either he heard, don't steal, or he heard, don't buy yourself a slave. We're going to say, Tirotza, go ahead and get more. And this will be a drill is here. And then further, the Rashi continues, Rabbi Shimon He expounded this verse like a Choymer. The Rabbi, the under the Sikha, will explain that a Choymer is it's like a bundle of either uh, spices or uh, gems which give off light or give off a good smell. So he gave it into such a kind, he took this posik to give over a good, uh, a beautiful interpretation. He says like this. And his question is, 
The Torah says that you put him next to the door and the uh, doorpost and you drill his ear. So how come the door and the post are different than any of the other vessels of the house? Why don't we put him next to the window or why don't we put him next to some other part of the house, why next to the door and next to the mezuzah? So he says, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is all Rashi is saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Deles u mezuzah shoyu eidim b'mitzrayim kshepasachti ala mashke v'ashtei mezuzah. Because the door and the post, they were witness, they bore witness in Mitzrayim. When the Eivishter jumped over, over the lintel and over the two posts, of the Yidden, and he killed all the firstborn of the Egyptians. So the lintel, the, the door, represents also the mezuzah, represents the doorway. That sets, uh, bears testimony that Hashem protected the Yidden. And what did Hashem say when Hashem jumped over? What did Hashem say? Hashem says, My the Vodim are my Vodim They're my servants and not servants to servants. So a yid is not should not be a slave to anybody. A yid should only be a slave to Akodish Baruch. We should only be an ever to Hashem, not to other people. But this guy went and he bought himself a master. He made himself another Odin. Besides the Abish there, he has another Odin. Who's his Odin? A human being, a master. Yerotza Bifneim. So they should bear testimony. They should see him being drilled because they were there when I said, They were the doors when I jumped over and I made the Yidden special. And I say they're my slaves, so they should be with us. Okay, that's what Rashi says. This is all the Rashi says. But Rebbe has, there's a lot of difficulties in these Rashi. Rebbe going to ask many questions that are a little bit difficult to understand. Let's go through the questions. How do these things follow? The question that Rashi starts with. First, Rashi explains what? The right ear, not the left one. That's what we learned first, right? That's what we learned about first. And then Rashi continues, why do we bore the ear? But this has nothing to do with the right ear or the left ear. It has to do why we're boring the ear. This next piece of Rashi doesn't explain why we chose, why the Abishta chose the right ear to be the one that is, that is drilled. So, therefore, why does Rashi follow it up and say, Ve-lomo. Uh, so why, ma? Why, why, why does Rashi have to, this is a separate Rashi, wrote in a special, a separate Rashi, or without using Umaro, Umaro, and why did he see, as if it follows, what's the connection to the previous part? The Rebbe will explain in his explanation that it's precisely because we explained, that's why the question comes, that's why we have to see what the Rebbe's explanation is later on. The Rebbe is going to explain this in such a way that once we see that it's the right ear, 
Then we have a question, Umar Then we have a question, as the Rebbe will explain. And also, then the other thing is Rashi goes away on a sort of on a side, totally sidetracked, bringing down the drush of Rabbi Shimon. Why Delos Mezuzah? If Rashi is just trying to say, if it doesn't follow the previous commentary, he's just trying to explain why the door and why the post, that's what it, So Rashi should have written it before. Uh, the first thing it says, you bring him to the door and the post over there. Rashi didn't explain why the door and the post. Rashi didn't explain it over there. But the reason Rashi doesn't really explain it, because according to the simple text, Shutushal Mikra, the simple meaning of the Pesukim, uh, that's not a question. Why is it different? Because, you know, whatever. It's, uh, you know, that's what Ebishter said, you know, that, that's, that's not such a question. But this follows the previous statements. How does this follow? This is the Rebbe trying to prove that there's something here deeper in the meaning of Rashi that these questions follow. Now, Rashi says, <laughs> it's a very strange, it's a, a very, very powerful question. The question is very quick, schmacky answers too. But very powerful answer. So, why does Rashi says we're boring this ear, ear uh, of the uh, person of the Ebed? So, he said, because they did something wrong. Because they heard a Matan Torah, what? That don't, uh, that don't steal and they stole. Or they heard a Matan Torah that Bnei Yisrael Avodim and and he went and bought himself a master, so let him be, um, let it be drilled, right? That's, that, that's the reason. So the question is, then you should drill his ear as soon as he violated those prohibitions. When do we bore the ear? The Torah says that if six years go by and he doesn't want to leave his master, so then we're going to bore his ear. As soon as somebody wants to sell himself as a slave, we should drill his ear. Why? Because he, he, he stole and that's why they had to sell him. Or he sold himself. Sell him. Why wait to six years? And, 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 and what happens when somebody just steals and he's not sold as a slave? He also violated the prohibition of the Signif. Right? Why don't we bore every Ghana? When you catch him, you should bore his ear because he violated the Torah of the Signet. See, it's not just for stealing, but there must be something else of your going on, as the Rebbe will explain. Um, furthermore, every Avera Yid does, he's violating what was told by Sinai. So we should have a, a permanent drill every time you do an Avera, we drill your ear. So, why does the Torah only say this if you violated this true prohibition? Leisignai and Libne Yisrael Avodim. You should have a drill because you heard in Har Sinai and you did something wrong. So if this is the reason, why don't we find it by all the mitzvahs? Strong questions, yeah? Looks very strong questions. Um... And then we're going to ask a few more questions. You're going to see how this all answers. 
Ayuz Gimel, the Rebbe says, uh, the Rebbe asks, when, when is this drilling taking place? It's taking place after six years. So it turns out, even the person who was stolen by Bezdin, when is his, when is, when are we drilling his ear? After six years, right? At that point, is Bezdin selling him? Or he's being sold by, or he's agreeing to go into slavery himself? He's agreeing himself because he doesn't want to leave, right? He wants to stay, right? So, why does Rashi have to say another reason for a person who stole that because he said, we can have the same reason. He bought himself a master. Either the first time, okay, when he's all, or now, but now he bought himself a master because now we're drilling his ear because of, uh, of, of he's, he's selling himself, he's taking a master. He doesn't need the master now because he's ready to go out. Six years are up, he would be free. The only reason he's there is because he chooses from his own free will that he wants to stay in as a, as a slave, right? So we know why he should be drilled. So we don't have to say another reason. One reason for somebody buying himself a master. Another reason for stealing. Because even the one who's stealing at this point, he's taking himself a master. So you have one reason. The reason is he took himself a master. We don't need a separate reason that he should steal. So this all points to, it's actually not for the taking himself a master now, as we'll see. And number two, uh, Rashi, if you look in the Rashi, when Rashi says, by the one who sells himself also, Rashi doesn't say that now he's selling himself. Rashi says he went and he sold himself in the beginning. So in other words, we're not drilling his ear really because of what he did now. We're drilling his ear because of what he did in the beginning. Whether it's because of his stole, or in this case, Rashi says so, why? Somehow, we're not drilling his ear for what he did now. We're drilling his ear for what he did in the beginning. As we will explain very interestingly, that really drilling now is, I'm giving you a little bit of a glimpse of his answer, there's really no point in drilling now because he has a good reason why he wants to stay. He has a wife and children there. It's not such a bad thing that he's doing. And we'll see that, you know, and we'll see that Rebbe will analyze this whole thing. You know, we say, okay, a person stole stole, and he, and he sold himself because sometimes people steal because they don't have uh, food to feed their families. But, and sometimes, and uh, sometimes people sell themselves because they're destitute. They don't have any money. So they, what are they going to do? So it's not something that, but the point here is, after six years, you're ready to go out. So we're not complaining why you don't want to go out now. Now you might want to go out, because why? Because you have a wife and children over there, maybe not yours, so you want to go out. But what we're saying now is it really shows the fact that you want to stay now, that you don't really care about uh, being, uh, we'll see more about it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but why six years? Don't you go out when, when Shemitah? Well, uh, every, uh, the, the maximum, you go out in six years. But if he comes to Shemitah in the middle, then he goes out also. But the, but the, the maximum is six, six years. Yeah. 
goes out. Uh, and number three, the Rebbe asks, uh, even Rashi, when he brings down from the Gomorrah, Rashi's every word of Rashi, Rashi says, they heard on Mount Sinai. Why is it important? Say, you heard. Why, why Mount Sinai? Why Har Sinai? And why we have to say that he darshan it kim in Chaymer? What does that add to, to the Jordan? And also, many times when Rashi mentions the name of the author who said it, he wants to tell you, why is he saying who said it? Most of the time Rashi doesn't say who said it. But he wants to give you a hint in the simple meaning, Mikra, something which is not so difficult, and Rashi just hints it by bringing down the name of who said it. So what's, what's the problem over here that Rashi's answering? Okay, so let's see what the Rebbe explains. So the Rebbe said this explanation. What is Rashi coming to say when he says, why did the ear be chosen to be uh, drilled? is isn't just a, an innocent question. Why does the Torah say an ear should be drilled? Because that's not a question in the Pshat and the The Torah, the Torah says different things. We don't have an explanation. All the reasons why the Torah said. The question becomes, is only because Rashi had just told us that it's the right, that it's the right ear. The fact that we're drilling his right ear, as Rashi just said, and Rashi says we should have drilled his left ear. Why are we drilling the right ear? After Rashi explains why we drilled right here, that's when we get the problem. That's when we get a, a, a difficult. Then we don't understand why we're drilling here altogether. Why? Because first, let's understand why does the the, the, the Evid deserve such a continuous punishment of of of, of degradation? You make him a, 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 a defect by drilling his ear and it's a constant reminder that he was always a slave. Why does he deserve this? The contrary. If you think about it is, if a person stole, he doesn't have the money to pay back what he stole. So, why does the person not have money to pay back what he stole? He must be a very destitute, a very poor person. And why did he steal? Probably his family people were hungry, so he stole in order to feed them. And we know that when a person is poor, it can sort of make you transgress. You know, your own, what you really want to do, and what the Abishta wants you to do. You don't really want to do it, but sometimes you do things you don't want to do. So why should we punish the person so severely? There's like a verse that says, The Pasuk in Mishli Vav, Pasuk Lama, they don't degrade a Ganev who steals to satisfy his soul that he's hungry. So why do we punish him so badly? Same thing as the question is, if a person sells himself because he's pressured, so why does a person lower himself and accepts upon himself somebody else's uh, being his boss, Marusai from a master. Why does he, why does, who wants to be told what to do? It must mean that his 
situation, he was so poor, it bothered him so much that he should do something which goes against the nature of people. So he pushes himself to do something that he wasn't going to do. So the first question is, why do we punish somebody for what they did? We're basically talking about a person who's very poor, and either he stole too fell satisfied, or he sold himself. So why should we punish them by giving them such a defect and a permanent uh, shame for that person? So maybe you're going to say, okay, maybe he sold himself because he was destitute. But now, why is he choosing to stay at the master right now? Why doesn't he leave? He says, I don't want to go out. Maybe that's what we punish him. But also, why should he? But he's giving you a logical argument. He says, I love my wife. I have to see I love my children. His master gave him a wife and he gave birth to children. And if he goes out free, he has to separate himself from them. The Pasuk says, if he does go out free, the wife and the children remain by the master. But this is a love to your own children, to your wife and your children. The Pasuk says, Omar Vayehi, this is something that the Debrister, the created as the Gemara, says that this is something which is a natural thing. And the Altar of Tanya talks about a person's love for his family. It's very hard to sacrifice that which you love. This is natural. So, the question is, why is his ears poor? Why, why, why did he do so bad to shame him permanently? So, because of this question, we have to say nah, that's not such a if you take a look today everybody pierces every part of their body actually <laughs> but, you know, and those, everybody pierces their ears, nobody uh, uh, you know, actually I wouldn't understand Rashi's question Rashi says, why did they see the ear to be pierced, you know, I grew up I didn't know that they could pierce anything else but today, they pierce every, any part of the body, yeah how big Anyway, so so you have to say that actually piercing of the ear is something very very easy. Uh, people all the time pierce their ears to make a earring over there. Everybody, men, women, boys, girls, everybody is. You know, you find in. In, in, in the portion of Boy Yud Gimel, it says they should take off uh, the Nizomim, the Sheikh, you know, everybody wore earrings. Golden earrings, that was something very common. I guess the Abbot, the place where the Bori could put her earring in there, you know, it doesn't have to. Uh, so, the point is, that uh, this is not such a very serious thing. So then the question is, if it's actually because it's such a light thing, so why did the Torah choose uh, the right ear versus the left one? The left one is the least, less important part Rashi says, Yod Choyat means the left hand. So why don't we use the left ear as the one to be burned? Why are we boring the right ear then? If it is because it's the natural way. 
So Rashi says, Pasik says Yamanis. But maybe it's the left one, Rashi says. Because it should be, it makes sense to be the left one. The Rebbe asked before, right in the beginning. Uh, it would make sense that it should be the left one. And she says, we have a Gzera Shava. we have no choice. Torah says the right one. So, this means now that the reason why the Eibishter said to board the year isn't because of making the punishment light. Because if we meant to let light, the Torah would have said, it's the left ear. Why does Torah say the right ear? So it means it's not it. So then we have the question, why did the Torah see fit to bore the ear, the right ear to bore? So it's not just to diminish the punishment. There must be another reason. If it's only just to do something, but to make a minimum, so why would it choose the left ear? So why do we choose the ear more than any other parts of the body? So the Rebbe says, the Rashi Differ brings, brings down that why was the, the ear chosen? Because it was the ear that heard and Har Sinai and violated them. So also, the punishment goes to the ear, the better ear. With which ear do you hear better? The right ear, that's the ear. So we chose. So this is already a punishment for violating uh, it, and we're going to do it in the ear that are here. That's why we get to that ear. And now, yeah, it's a low punishment, it's only the ear when everybody pierces anyways. But within the ears itself, we're going to give you the right ear, because it's the right ear that heard, because the right ear hears better. That is the ear that needs to be pierced. So, why does he have to be pierced? Why, why take it? So Rashi says that the ear that heard either when Basin sold him, don't steal, or when, and not, Rashi specifically, not that he's selling himself now. And also, when he sells himself, he heard and he went, and originally he sold himself of his leaf. So we're not talking about what's happening now. We're talking about what he did originally. We're not talking about now, because we explained already that when a person steals from the other person and he violates the signal, just like that, a person will steal. Maybe he did it because he was forced to. Maybe he was pressured. Maybe he, he was in, in, in a situation that he couldn't help himself. So it doesn't justify the person for doing that, but nevertheless, we shouldn't punish him with a punishment of, of drilling his ear. That's why not every ganav is drilled, because we don't know why a person steals. Sometimes people steal because out of desperation. So, but, when a person steals against, you know, he's sort of in, in a situation which he has no choice, at least he's embarrassed by it. He doesn't want everybody to know publicly. And the fact that he was sold as a slave, and it's publicized that he sold as a slave, that thing bothers him terribly. Uh, all the time that he's in the master's domain is the time of his shame, that he has a master over himself, 
And he looks forward, when does he go out to freedom? So that's a very difficult situation for him. So we're not going to drill his ear for stealing, and we're not going to drill his ear while he's there for the six years. But if he doesn't, he's not excited about leaving his master, and on the contrary, he wants to stay by his master. So what is this proof? That he's not even embarrassed by it. He doesn't care about it. To the extent that he doesn't care the publicity, that he's a slave, that he was sold, and he stole, and he was sold in his Geneva. So the end proves in the beginning that he didn't steal because of shame. They forced him. Because if he just did with force of it, he wouldn't want that. He just doesn't care. And the reason he violated Lysignev wasn't because of he was pressured. Then we say, you heard Lysignev, you should be drilled. Because in your case, we know you don't care about it because you're not, you're not quickly to leave. The same thing is also when somebody sells himself because he doesn't have money. At the time that he sells himself, you can't punish him by drilling his ear because he's pressured, so he goes and sells himself. But if later on he argues that I love my master and I don't want to go out for free, so that proves that he doesn't really view this as such a very uh, serious matter uh, to be with his master. Okay, yeah, he loves his wife, he loves his children, but he doesn't, he's not embarrassed so much. So it means it's not such a big deal by him that he sold himself. Because otherwise he'd want to run away from there as quickly as possible. So that means he doesn't care about being an avid. So that's why, even though we're not punishing him now for wanting to stay in the master, because he has a little bit of an excuse, or he's forced into it because he already has a wife and his children. But from your argument, this shows us that you don't care so much to be a slave. It shows in the beginning that you didn't sell yourself because you were pressured, because otherwise you'd want to leave there. But you agree to it, you agree to it, and therefore you will be bored because you went and you bought yourself a master. Um, can the master um, let the wife and children go? He could free them. Yes, he could free them, then they become Jewish. But he doesn't want to. Why would he want to? He wants to hold on to them. But a master has right. There's a mitzvah that say, actually, for to serve, for the servant to be all the time, he'd be violating a mitzvah that say, but he could give him a a shikhar, he could send them free. So the Rebbe explains, that's why we also understand that this, that he didn't go uh, uh, and he bought himself now, when he sold himself, that uh, uh, if he sold it the Beisden, uh, and so we can't uh, now hold him against him because he says uh, he's, he's, he's staying with his master he's buying himself a master now after the six years because now he's, he's sort of pressured into that, he's forced into that because he already has a wife and children so Rashi has to say a person who was sold because we're not talking about his situation now 
we basically can't fault him for his situation right now. We're not going to drill his ear because of what he does now, because for now he has sort of a legitimacy, he has some sort of an excuse why he's doing it, because he has a wife and children already. But the fact that he it shows us that to begin with, it's not a shameful thing for him to do, and he didn't, didn't do it just because that, he just doesn't really uh, care that much about it. Uh, so, so that's why Rashi says that when he was sold by Bezdin, it's not because he's selling himself what he's doing now after six years, but it was because he was violated Leisignov originally when Bezdin had to sell him. And that's why Rashi also says Har Sinai. The ear that hid in Har Sinai. Because you heard this amount sign, I mean it from the Abishter himself. And what the Abishter knows, that a person might come to a situation in which he's poor, in which he's pressed. And Hashem knows that he is sort of tempted to go steal or to sell himself in order to support his family. But yet the Torah says, Lo And the Torah says, No, leave an Israel Avodim. And the Abishter is the one that feeds all people. So Hashem will provide for him in a different way. And not that he should need to violate the will of Hashem. And that's why even when a person is in a very pressed situation, he must trust Hashem that for sure he's going to help him and he's going to take him out from his, from his troubles. And since he did not trust Hashem and he violated the words of Hashem, that's why the ear that hears the signal should be bored. The ear that hears that my, that my uh, are my slaves should be bored. They heard it on Sinai. They heard it from Hashem. Hashem knows. So it's not an excuse to say, oh, I'm pressed. I, I was pushed to do that. Not an excuse. So why don't you pierce it? Um, that, um, even if he wants to leave. Well, because only if he shows that it's not serious. You know, the, 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 the four... Uh, for violating alone these commands, we still can't bore his ear. I mean, it's wrong. But to want to continue this situation proves that your reasoning is not a good reasoning that you really don't care, and that's why you deserve to be bored. So, Rashi explains to add to it that Reb Shimon darshan this posik and he says when you look into that we'll explain to you, you see that the entire posik all the details of the posik uh, fit in and Rashi says Kimin that's what means khoymer. just like if you have a bundle of of, of uh, pearls or you have a bundle of uh, of spices, of good smelling perfume. So what, what does that accomplish? That if you have a, a gem in the room, the whole room becomes light. If you have a good smell, the entire person smells good. Uh, so 
what it's doing is, in other words, the whole pasuk becomes beautiful. Rashi says that this pasuk is like a choymer, which means that now that we explain why Delos and Mezuzah, why is Delos and Mezuzah, is because the Yidin were slaves in Egypt. And I said, Libanes Havodim, this impacts, this adds explanation also what we learned before that the ear is drilled because it hurt when Hashem and Yisrael Avodim. So basically, it's the whole posik. So uh, uh, will will now make a lot of sense. So Rashi is not really trying to say Maro Why did the Hashem bore the ear in order to explain the posik? Why the ear? That's not Rashi's. Uh, Rashi doesn't have to explain why the ear. What's the reason of the punishments of the Torah? Rashi only explains it in order to remove the question what he started off with the beginning when he says the right ear. As he said, why the right ear then? So, so Rashi brings now the Drosh of Shimon without a Vav and not in a separate uh, Moisif without, just continues into that uh, because this drush is also not to give us reasoning of the Pusik. Rashi doesn't give reasonings for the Pusik. But Rashi just writes the name, he says Rab Shimon would expound it. That Rashi is hinting that this is just the reasoning of the Pusik. Rab Shimon always gives the reason of the Pusik. Now, a lot of times, some Chachamim say the Pusik said it, we don't look what the reason is. But Rab Shimon says the ruling is according to the reasoning. So he brings him to, because it, it sort of helps out the, what we just brought down from Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai. And he dashed it like a choymer, so Rashi brings it to follow up. So basically, why do we see the ear bird? So Rashi gives like two parts. Om Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai and Rabbi Shimon Hoyodorish. These are two explanation that are giving us a little bit making sense in this whole story. Rebbe says that still a student who is going to ask still why is there such a why is there such a serious punishment still for a person for this violation? And Rashi brings down the name of Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai because Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai uh, once he started learning Torah, even though he was during the Churban Beis Hamikdash and later, he was a very difficult times. He was poor. Uh, forty years initially he was business, and then forty years he learned Torah. And forty years he taught Torah. He never went four steps without Torah, down, down without Torah. And nobody came ever before in Beis Medrash. He was always the first one in Beis Medrash. And when there was the destruction, he worried that the Torah should exist. And he says, Ten So he was very much into the Torah. And this is what Rabbi Yechem Zakkai taught everybody. Uh, says, he says, if, like he says in Pirkei if you learned a lot of Torah, don't consider it something that you should brag about because that's what you were created. Which means that the whole entire goal of a person even if you're a business person, is to study Torah. That's your main goal in life. That's why Rashi emphasizes 
Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai, who is Torah, said it, which means that the Torah commanded us to marry a wife. And the Torah says that you love your wife naturally. And yet, the Torah says, after six years, you have to leave her and you have to go out free. And also the Torah told us that there will always be poor people. And yet the Torah says, don't steal. So it's not. That's why it's Rabbi Yechem Zakai. This is his. Another thing we find Rabbi Yechem Zakai, that he spoke very highly about acts of kindness. It's related, Novis Rab Nosen, Rabbi Yechem Zakai and his student Rabbi Yeshua, they passed by the place of the Mikdosh and they saw the Mikdosh destroyed. So Rabbi Yeshua, his student, said, Woe to us that the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed. Rabbi Yechem responded, Don't feel bad. We do have one atonement which is equal to it. And that's Gimilos Chazodim, Acts of Kindness. Acts of Kindness is equal to the Beis HaMikdash. And that's what Rashi brings from these, uh, when he brings this reason, Rabbi Yechem because now we understand better the reason why he was drilled, because even somebody who's in a situation very difficult and he's poor, the Torah still tells him, in case of Talvazami, that it's an obligation that you have to help another person, you have to loan to another person. So, since people, Taibshit says that people should loan, you have to find somebody that is going to loan you the money. And you should have made an effort, instead of stealing, to go and find a loan and not to violate these commandments of selling yourself or stealing or selling yourself. So what's the lesson from Yenush Al-Toyri we can learn from this Rashi? There are some people that are very busy with their physical business during the six days of the week. So they became, they're like slaves to slaves. They're slaves to their work. Or they're slaves to their physical wants just like a person purchases a master for himself for six years. And even when it comes the seventh year, comes Shabbos Kodesh. On Shabbos, you're supposed to go out free. You're supposed to rest. and You're supposed to stop all world weekday matters. They don't want to go out free. They don't want to free themselves from their love and for the enslavement to their physical matters. They're occupied and they're preoccupied with worldly matters. So what is the instruction? Abraham says to Moshe, Kili Yisrael Yidin are my slaves. What is a Yid? What is a person? A person's, what is he? Service to Hashem by learning to do mitzvahs. This is Kilikach Noitzarta. This is what we were created. That's the ultimate goal of the descent of the soul. And that's your mission in this world. And since this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's command, who gives you life and creates everything, so certainly Hashem will give you the power and the ability that is necessary to fulfill your shlichas, your mission in this world. Which means that even during the weekday, when you're busy with your physical matters, you're not enslaved to them. You're not busy like a slave to slaves. You're not enslaved. But on the contrary, you use them. You use them for your real need. You use them to be an Ebed HaKadosh Baruch. And when Shabbos Kodesh comes, 
you separate and you raise yourself totally from the weekday matters and your business, you learn Torah and you serve the Eibishter. When you conduct yourself like this, in Eisek Torah is then you're free. You go out from your individual goals, and then you also uh, make close the uh, out of goals, general goals, like we find by the Rabbi Yechaman Zakai, that during the time of the Churban himself, he affected by those who destroyed the base Amikdosh, ten they gave him the city of Namachamel, which is the Sanhedrin That was the one city that he saved from them that they shouldn't destroy it. And when a person learns Torah, you become really free. So that quickly, with the coming of Mashiach, will be Zoycha to the Bin Beis the door and the mezuzah that were uh, witnessed in Mitzrayim, and it says, Tobu Borit Shorel, they sunk. They're in the ground. They disappeared in the ground from the Beis Amikdosh. They will be revealed, and they will complete the Binyan Beis Amikdosh since Shabbos, Sichas Shabbos Parshmish Potim, Tavshin Mamad.